the Shifts to Success podcast, a show about business, entrepreneurship, and the people who've made remarkable shifts in their lives. All right, guys, welcome to the Shifts to Success podcast. I am sorry it's been a while. Um, It's been a crazy couple of months for me. I've moved house to the country, um, which has been an amazing decision. Um... And I've turned 33, so it's been my birthday as well. And also I've been away uh, on a beautiful family uh, holiday. So um, yeah, it's been crazy busy. Uh, I've all settled in in the house right now. Got a few more bits to do. um, But I thought now would be a good time to uh, share with you the next episode on the podcast. And for this one, I want to share with you, and this is kind of poignant in today's kind of economy and, you know, um, with interest rates rising, with... Um, you know, inflation, etc. And I thought I'd share with you some common bad habits that people have around money that keeps them poor, that keeps them in the rat race. And going through these, you might not be doing them. And there may be some that you might be doing, which is great. Um, but I think nailing these, these bad money habits and recognizing them, being self-aware of them, and then changing to obviously not do them will put you you know, leaps and bounds ahead in terms of your finances, but also bringing you financial peace, which of course everyone wants. So I'm going to share these with you. Take notes if you can. If you're driving, obviously don't. Um, but yeah, tick them off if you're doing them. And if you aren't doing them, then think about changing these habits because it is going to put you in a better financial position. So the first one should not really come to any surprise, but it's getting comfortable with bad debt. I think too many people these days, when it comes to Christmas, when it comes to holidays, when it comes to, you know, uh, trips away, um, they put that on a credit card. And that is a real bad thing to do if you are looking to gain financial peace. Um, You know, having credit card debt is actually taken away from your overall wealth due to interest rates, etc. And, you know, a lot of people would argue those in the 0% interest cards out there. But the reality is you're still paying for things when you can't afford it. Um, I've got a golden rule. And if I can't pay something in cash other than, you know, something I can leverage like property, then I won't buy it. Because that's telling me that, I can't afford it. And actually I'm taking I'm borrowing money to pay for something. And I think a lot of people out there, um, they can't afford it, but yet they use other people's money, which actually gets them comfortable with using bad debt. So, you know, for me, golden rule, if I can't afford something, if I can't pay it outright, then for me, I cannot afford it. And what is amazing about that is that, you know, you've got a bit of delayed gratification because you can't buy the thing you want to. But what it does, it helps you think about how you could afford it. And of course, it will push you to look for ways to accelerate your income, whether that's due to a side hustle, a business, getting a pay rise in your job, uh, or cutting back on some expenses. So the big one there is not getting comfortable with bad debt, okay? Um, Consumer debt is a bad thing, especially if you want financial peace, um, and you don't know what's around the corner. And if you're in debt and if you lose your job, and you can't pay that debt off, you're going to put yourself in a very bad situation. Now, the next one I want to share with you is paying yourself last. Typically, poor people or people who have not got financial peace in their lives will pay themselves last. So they will 
um, they will pay the bills, they will pay the council tax, the rent, subscriptions, etc. And then whatever's left, they will then try and save. Um, but that is kind of a backwards mentality. And I first heard about this in a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Um, just a side note, by the way, I personally prefer his second book, which is um, Cashflow Quadrant. But this concept is in that book. And basically, he says that rich people pay themselves first. So when they get their money coming in, they will then put away 10% immediately into a savings account, okay? And they treat that 10% as you would any other bill, okay? So for example, when you've got your rent coming through and you've got your council tax, et cetera, et cetera, or any subscriptions that you need to pay, you make a priority to pay it because you know if you don't pay it, there's gonna be consequences, right? Well, what you want to do is flip that mentality and treat that 10% as a non-negotiable. And the consequence is that you're not going to have financial peace or overall wealth in the future. Guys, this is so important. You are guaranteeing that you're saving and you're not letting your spending uh, allow your money to slip through your fingers. A lot of people don't realize because they don't budget, they don't look at their bank statements of actually how much money they're spending on things that they really shouldn't be spending money on, especially if financial pre uh, peace is their overall goal. Now, you might be listening to this thinking, Alex, I can't put away 10%. I live payslip to payslip, uh, month to month, and I just can't put away 10%. The amazing thing about this is that when you put away 10% immediately before your bills, etc., your mind will structure and create ways that will allow your money to last, okay? It, pro it puts a good, healthy pressure on you to make sure your money lasts. And that might mean that you might cut back on things, but overall, you're reducing your anxiety and actually going in the right way when it comes to building your overall wealth. So the next one is not having a cash buffer. Now, I've mentioned this on the podcast before. It should be no surprise to you if you've listened to the previous episodes, but having a three to six month cash buffer will bring you a heap load of financial peace. It will remove any anxiety around what life may bring your way when it comes to things going wrong, okay? So how this works is that you want to look at your expenses. And um, when I say expenses, I mean things that you need to survive. So your rent, your mortgage, your um, your utilities, your food, your hygiene products, etc. You want to total that up, okay, and times that over the month by three to six months, okay, three to six. And then what that's going to give you is the total goal you need to build in savings. And this starts with the 10% I previously mentioned to have in a separate account that you can get access to very easily if something was to go wrong. For example, the boiler's gone, or you know you've got a large vet bill, or you know um, you know something's gone wrong with the car, the engine's gone, right? Something that's an emergency that you need to fix. And why this is so good is that because you have that cash buffer, you don't need to take out any debt to cover that issue. You don't need to go to your credit card. You can actually pay in cash to get it resolved. And also by knowing that the money's there and by paying in cash uh, and not taking out debt, you're not going to overall stretch yourself and have that anxiety about paying back your bills, okay? So it's highly recommended you build that three to six month cash buffer. Now, sometimes we get the question, you know, what do I do after I've built the six-month cash buffer? Well, there's two options. If you've got any high-interest debt, so any credit cards or any debt that um, 
is, you know, chipping away at your overall wealth, you want to pay that off ASAP too, okay? Some people say, you know, pay off the debt first and then build a cash buffer. Um, but personally, I recommend the cash buffer because you just don't know what life's going to bring. You don't know what's going to be around the corner, okay? So what you want to do when you've got that three to six month cash buffer, um, you want to then start looking at your debt. Uh, not your mortgage or anything like that. I'm talking any high interest debt that you might have that you can pay off like quickly, okay? Because what's going to happen once you have your cash buffer and you've paid off your debt, that is going to bring a lot more financial peace, right? But once you've paid off your debt, and let's say you've got no debt, but you've still got your three to six month cash buffer, you then might want to start looking at investments to grow your overall wealth. Because now you're in the habit of saving, which is a great habit to have, um, you don't want to just have like, you know, nine months or 12 months or, you know, 24 months worth of savings because because inflation will chip away at the value of your money. So what I do is that, you know, I've got my cash buffers and essentially, uh, I've, you know, got no debt other than the mortgage now. And what I would do is then um, invest every single month uh, into my favorite investment vehicles. OK, um, that way I'm growing my wealth. Uh, and I'm beating inflation. So the next one is something called the lifestyle trap um, or lifestyle inflation. And basically what happens in society is that people will get a promotion, they'll get a pay higher paid job, or perhaps they're even in business and they get a surge of income. And what starts to happen is that their income and their spending will kind of grow together, okay? So you know, if people get a promotion, for example, that would be an indicator for them to think straight away, you know, I'm going to get a bigger house, I'm going to get a nicer car, I'm going to get all these things. But that can be a massive recipe for disaster because especially if you've got one stream of income and you're getting all these liabilities around you, you, again, don't know what's going to happen around the corner. And ideally what you want to do is when you increase your income, is to potentially save and invest more, okay? Because again, it's gonna create that buffer between you and the world. Um, obviously, if you built your six month cash buffer, then you can look at investments. But I see it time and time again when people have that promotion or get a surge of income, they will get the nicer luxuries of life and they don't have enough margin. Again, they're trapped themselves again um, because their, their expenses is right behind their income, okay? So for example, if they've got gone from £3,000 a month to £4,000 a month, they're thinking in their head, oh, I've got an extra £1,000 now and I'll spend that on nicer things. I can afford a you know higher rent payment or higher mortgage or I can afford that car now. But what happens is that you're trapping yourself in the rat race even further because now you've got to keep up with that lifestyle because people want to impress other people. They want to keep up with the Joneses. And what's really sad about this is that people buy shit to impress people they don't even like. They, you know, buy the nice house, the nice car, etc. Or they go on the luxury holidays to post about it on social media with people they don't really care about or really like. But what they're actually doing is just trapping themselves to that income, okay? And if things do go wrong, you're going to crash a lot harder, okay? So you want to make sure that when you increase your income, that you don't just increase your spending with it, okay? Because again, you are trapping yourself. You want to keep that buffer. So instead of, you know, um, increasing spending, instead 
increase your investments, okay? The goal is to be rich, not to look rich. And I see it time and time again, people buying the cars, buying the big houses, but they're still broke, okay? The liabilities is not an indicator of success, okay? I would much rather have financial peace of mind and have uh, a much higher net worth figure and have investments and you know, making sure that I'm I'm covered for me, my family, then looking rich, okay? The goal is to be rich, not to look it, okay? So please, please, please do not get caught by lifestyle inflation. Your promotion, your surge of income is not an indicator to then start buying other things that you don't really need to impress other people. So the next one is not investing in yourself. Now, I mentioned this a number of times on the show, but People don't know what they don't know, and that can cost them a small fortune. So when I speak to people, and they let's say for simplicity, they're on £50,000 a year, and they want to be on £100,000 a year. Well, there's a £50,000 gap there, and the reason that gap is there is because they don't know what they don't know. So it's actually costing them £50,000 a year by simply not knowing what they don't know. So instead of buying the handbag, the nicer kitchen, the, the jewellery, the nice watch, Put that money into yourself. It will be the best investment you ever make. Once upon a time, you know, I wasn't in business. I didn't know about wealth building. I didn't know about investments. I didn't know how to manage money. I had no idea about financial literacy. I used to be one of those people who got my pay slip and would spend that. I've bought cars I shouldn't have before in the in the past. But as soon as I started to learn these things by spending money to gain that knowledge it overall set me up for a much better quality of life, okay? And people just don't have that principle. They don't have that, you know, um, I don't know whether it's self-belief or um, conviction, but they don't invest themselves to learn the necessary things that they ought to that's going to give them that better quality of life, that financial peace, that, you know, that higher level of income, et cetera, et cetera. And not only that, but you're learning skills that no one can take away from you, okay? So when you learn these things, it's not like you can unlearn them. You've got it now, right? I'm sure there's things you remember you learned from school or university that you've still got with you for now. But the question to you is, how have those things served you in today, in today's day and age? Probably not much, right? You know, things like algebra and history. School has set up people to become worker bees, they won't teach people about mortgages or financial literacy or investments or how bad debt is, etc. And that's why people get in a pickle throughout their lives because they're on this mode of learning. That when you start learning th- things from people who have, you know, got financial peace and who are financially successful, then you're and you put those things into practice, your quality of life improves. You got a much better understanding of things from accelerating your income to managing debt or reducing debt or removing debt to building wealth, all right? And also by doing those things, you're building discipline because you know that if you do this thing over here that was the old way of thinking, that's going to give you a consequence which is going to be negative. On the contrary, if you do this thing over here, which, you know, people who have got a much better lifestyle are doing then you are going to, you know, have a different outcome, which is going to be positive. So guys, invest in yourself. Every time I've invested in myself from property courses to business courses to marketing courses to, um, you know, investing, 
I've learned such an amount of knowledge that has really made a difference in my life, okay? So instead of buying that new thing that you're saving for, that you don't really need and might be a bit of a luxury, by investing in yourself, it will dramatically you know, increase your, your lifestyle in, in a positive way. It will increase your income. It will reduce your debt. It will give you the things you really want. So, um, so yeah, please, please invest in yourself. Most people don't do that. And you want to look at the majority of people who are struggling in life and going, right, what aren't you, what are you doing that I shouldn't be doing? And for me, that was very evident growing up my peer group was not investing themselves. They would piss up the weekend. They would um, buy the nicer clothes, buy the nice car. My family would do that. And I was like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to struggle. Instead, I want to be like these people who aren't struggling and they're obviously doing something right in life. Okay, so get around those people, invest in yourself. No one can take that away from you long-term. Put that into practice and you're gonna be much better off. So the next one is actually saving too much money. So I've already mentioned, you know, you wanna put away 10% every single uh, month uh, or week, depending on when you paid, and then you wanna build up that cash buffer. But if you save too much, as mentioned, you're going to eat away inflation. And what a lot of people do is that they focus on saving, but not doing the thing I'm about to mention, which is accelerating their income. So when you keep saving and cutting back on expenses, there's going to be a cap to that because you've got to survive. You've got to live, right? Um, But with accelerating your income, there is no cap, okay? It's got unlimited upside potential. And this kind of ties into the last point I mentioned about investing yourself, because when you invest in yourself and learn skills, uh, learn a high value skill, it could be um, getting a qualification to get a certain uh, job position. When you invest in yourself, you then are open up the gates to accelerate your income because you know how to utilize different skill sets. You now know a different way of thinking, but also you're deemed more valuable in the marketplace, whether that's going to be in the job marketplace or in the business marketplace. And by accelerating your income, you're then able to not only save more, but to invest more, okay? So just keep that in mind. As a bit of a repeat, there's a cap on the amount you can save, okay? But there is no cap on the amount of income you can earn, okay? Having an abundance mindset by utilizing the skills is very, very important when it comes to uh, accelerating your income, okay? If you are not investing yourself and you're not going out there and improving your skill set, then you're not becoming valuable as a human being um, in the job place and you're not doing that in the business space either. So invest in yourself and by doing that, you can accelerate your income, whether that's starting a side hustle, business, or even um, going into the job market. So the next one is not understanding tax. Um, Again, this is a topic that can be complex. It was definitely for me back in the day when I was first starting out. Um, But a lot of people go through life not understanding how to pay less tax legally, okay? Legally being the key word there. Um, Having an accountant or a tax advisor is very, very important. My accountant alone that I've, you know, I've been with for a while now has saved me thousands and allowed me to build substantial wealth by just learning certain things to reduce my company tax, my income tax 
completely legal. Things, I mean, I won't go into too much now, but things like putting a, uh, a company car through um, my business, things like reducing my um, income so that I don't have to pay any income tax because it's under a certain threshold, making sure that me and uh, my fiance utilizing both our incomes in a more tax efficient way. Um, things such as putting expenses through your company. Things like, you know, this is very simple, but when you're setting up in a business, are you going to carry on as a sole trader or actually having a limited company? And by having a limited company, you can have an amazing amount of tax savings by just setting up the company in the right way. Um, things like investing in the right tax wrappers. So there's things like stocks and shares ISA. Um, or a self-invested personal pension. And, you know, this is a story, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but, you know, once upon a time, I was uh, taking money from my businesses and investing a lot of money every single month into my ISAs. The only thing with that is there's a cap of £20,000 a year. So that's one thing. But the other thing was that every time I put money from my companies into my personal name, I was getting hit with income tax, because it's going into my personal name. So a simple conversation, understanding tax rules, I was able to set up a self-invested personal pension, invest that directly from my companies, which means I'm not putting so much money into my personal name. And not only that, but it in reduces uh, my corporation bill, my corporation tax bill. Things like that, like I didn't know, but by understanding tax, you're able to save thousands. And of course, with those savings, you can invest more, you can, you know, potentially build your cash buffer quicker. And also, you know, if you're on track and, you know, you are investing the amount based on your retirement goals or, you know, you've cleared all your debt or you've paid off your mortgage early, et cetera, based on your personal goals, you might want to go, you know what? I am going on that luxury holiday. That is on my bucket list. I'm going to do that thing that I've always wanted to do because life is for living and uh, I'm on track to hit my goals. So um, having an understanding of tax is very, very important. And if you're in business, okay, if you're in business, when you, and when I say you're in business, you're actually making sales, okay, not thinking about going to business or you've just got a logo, etc. You actually have customers. I highly recommend you get yourself an accountant, okay? An accountant does not cost you money. An accountant saves you money, okay? A lot of people look at the cost and go, oh, this accountant's gonna cost me this. No, that's a wrong thinking. Accountant will save you an incredible amount of money. They're gonna give you a return by understanding things, sorry, by teaching you things that are gonna save you a lot of money and also help you through you know, certain periods of your life, such as if you're planning to have children, how do you want to set up things in your businesses? Or or if you're not in business, how do you want to set up things in life? Um, you know, I've just bought a new house and those things that I legally could do within my company to make sure that uh, I could get this beautiful home in the country. So guys, get yourself an accountant if you're in business. And if you're not in, in business and, you know, you're wondering what you could save, I recommend even just reaching out to one or potentially um, speaking to a tax advisor at, at the least, okay? Because you're going to learn certain principles that are just really jaw-dropping and you actually question, is this legal? But it is, okay? Really, really good stuff. So um, understand tax. It will It will be highly beneficial.
So one of the last things I want to share with you is actually a running theme that I've mentioned throughout, but that is putting off investing uh, or not investing early enough. And basically people will come up with all types of excuses from not knowing what they're doing, um, which deems it to be more riskier than it is, uh, which goes back to a previous point, which if you invest in yourself to learn this stuff, again, you know now know what you know, which you can build wealth quicker. Um, or they haven't got enough money or resources to invest. So again, goes back to a previous point of accelerating your income. Um, but by putting off investing, you are not taking advantage of the value and gain you can basically get from your investments. And not only that, but when you can actually gain your financial freedom, okay? So one of my best investment strategies is index funds, okay? I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but if you, I'm gonna do two comparisons, but let's say you're going to achieve a 10% on average over a very long time period, okay? So let's say that you are going to start investing at 30 years old. I know you listen to this, you might be older, you might be younger, but we're just going to use this as an example. So retirement age in the UK is 67 years old now, I believe. So that will mean you'll have 37 years until you retire uh, when you're 30 years old, okay? And you are just going to invest only £300 per month into an index fund. And there's loads out there. I'm not going to go into this now. But if you invest that £300 over 37 years at a 10% return over those years, which is a long period of time, you are going to gain £1,397, okay? So basically £1.4 million. You're £3,000 short. 1.4 million pounds. That is a lot of money. Okay. A lot of money. Now of that, and this is where it gets interesting, is that you invested only 133,000 over those 37 years. That's the money you've put into your investments. But the interest that you've gained is 1.2 million. So you've gained passively 1.2 million which is going to give that total overall uh, 1,397,000. That is a lot of money that you can retire on, okay? And of course, I'm not going to tax wrappers now, but you might want to go into a stocks and shares ISA, or you might want to go into a SIP, whatever's up for you. Again, get the knowledge and learn how. But then let's compare this to someone who is actually going to be 40 years old. So they're going to knock off 10 years. So they've got 27 years until they reach their retirement age. Still the 10% return, still £300 per month. Now this looks very different. You'll only get 493000 as a total. So of that, you've invested 97000 because you've got 10 years less. And because you've invested less and you've got less time for your compound interest to work, you've only gained 397, uh, sorry, 396,000 in total interest passively, okay? Now, it's still a lot of money, but it's a big, big difference just knocking off 10 years alone. Everything else is the same. The only thing that's changed is the amount of time. So what we're saying here is, please don't wait until you invest. Cash buffer sorted, clear off your debt, learn how to invest, and you can potentially get this return. Um, 
and index funds, because they're so diversified, um, you know, for me, they're my best um, investment vehicle. It's something that I do every single month, no matter what the price is of the index fund. And um, you can build some serious wealth uh, by doing this. So please don't put it off. When it comes to compound interest, time is off the essence. And people always wait and wait and wait and wait because... I, for whatever reason, they, they want to spend that money or they've got too much savings in their account. But if you do that, you're allowing your money to grow for you. The way I look at this is that every single pound that I invest, its job is then to produce more pounds, okay? And that is a great way, not only to build wealth for your life when you retire, but to literally change your family tree, okay? So big one there, don't wait too late until you invest. So guys, hopefully you've liked this episode. Um, hopefully you've got some light bulb moments from um, some habits that keep people poor. You now uh, know the things that can help you. You now know the things that you might want to pay attention to so you can put yourself in a much better financial position in the long term. So guys, that's enough from me. If you have liked this episode, please do leave a review. That goes a long way to getting the, uh, the podcast out there. And in the meantime, guys, I'll be seeing you on the next episode. Cheers.